Welcome back to another episode of J Crypto. Today, I'm here joined by two members of Ada Army, and we're going to get into what their roles are and who they are, but just a brief introduction. We got Stanley, and then we also have Crypto Heaps. So one thing I like to do, guys, when I have multiple people on to an interview is I do like, for contextual reasons, like to get into like, what is each of your roles? And then what is your background before the project, like skills and stuff like that? And the background part, you know, just like a short, like comic book version, 30 second, like, or under elevator pitch on that kind of thing, just for context. Yeah, oh, great track. Oh, you can get off, Tony. I'll kick it off. All right. <clears throat> so I'm Crypto Heaps. Um, I'm a co-founder of ADA Army, and we kind of share the same role in that it's about community building, um, also kind of like ideas for the project, um, project management, all of that kind of stuff. But really, like our focus so much is just community building and what we want to see as collectors. Um and it's just such a vast role, right? It's such a vast role. I'll let um, Stanley. So, so, so let me just jump in there. What was your background to crypto heaps like before? So community building is broad. So like mm-hmm. you don't have any involvement in the developing or the art side of the NFTs. It's more of the marketing and then the, the branding. And it sounds like both of you kind of share that role just to make sure I got that part right too. Yeah. Uh, so my background is as a professional poker player. So you know, I'm a DJ. I'm not uh, playing love- you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not playing you anytime soon. That's yeah. for sure. I'm yeah. rubbish at poker. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of that I get, I got of a good hand and my face lights up like Christmas. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of like, like um, the collectorship and investing, gambling, all of that side of things, but the community building too. I mean, there's a community within poker. Um, that's sort of, um, what I bring to the table and but look I love community and I love talking to people connecting with people um, that's my background I'll keep it really short um, and, and you're, and you're from it, you have an accent for us Americans at least I have an accent probably for you mm-hmm. guys so mm-hmm. uh, what is that you know Australian or what is it you know yeah well I'm Australian so Dave and I I mean Stanley and I yeah wait, yeah, wait we're dogs <laughs> we're dogs why am I worrying about it People already know. People already know. That, that's but a fun thing that we can get to later. That yeah. the Stanley Dave dynamic. But yeah, yeah. As you're, <laughs> about, as you're about to say, uh... Uh, uh, for a second, I don't know why, but we're docs. But um, we we've been mates in real life. We're friends in real life. Um, Stanley and I were roommates, um, and stuff like that. So um, we're crazy. all from Australia. I'm living in Canada, um, and yeah, you'll you you'll see it. You'll hear cool. it in our that's accent. Awesome. That's awesome. So Stanley, uh, how about you? Uh, so we got kind of the role teased out there, but what about uh, your background and things that um, I guess maybe skills and things that you kind of did beforehand too? I always just love to ask people and get to know people. Like yeah, that. So my, my background was in, in finance, really. I was working before cool. this uh, trading futures markets, um, specifically interest rate futures markets. So that was kind of what kind of brought me into crypto and NFTs at the start was I was kind of just looking for for other ways to make money and like different instruments to trade. Obviously got caught up along the way and uh, started a project and, and had a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, I come from a finance background. So crypto has always kind of interests me really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. So futures and interest markets 
brought you kind of into crypto as another, you know, uh, industry to do those futures markets? Yeah, well, that's not kind so of, much futures yeah. trading, but I guess I'm just always interested in looking at different things I can trade in kind of different areas where I can invest. And mm-hmm. uh, Crypto Heaps, he, he put me onto NFTs and pretty much since then, just been going hard every single day. Um, I actually quit my job not too long ago to do this full time. Oh, congrats, um, man. When I was at work, I was literally just on the phone to, to heaps all day, every day, just thinking about NFTs. It got a bit ridiculous. Yeah, you can't. Uh, dude, that's what happened to me, man, when I was doing real estate. I got sucked down the rabbit hole. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, so like, I got to gotta do something else here. Um, all right, that's pretty cool. So we kind of did, we, we did kind of get into my next question, which was like, how many of the founders are there? Do they, do the, uh, how many founders are there? Simple point blank question. Yeah, I'll take this one. So we, we got six of us in the team. Um, most and of were us you were all roommates, or was it like uh, a pretty no, packed well, house? Or like three of us were actually roommates. So me, heaps, and Larry in the team. Heaps and Larry are brothers. We're living in Melbourne together. Wow. Uh, but most of us we went to school together in uh, in Canberra. Funnily enough, um, and yeah, so we've got one of us. You know, I'm in Australia. I'm in Melbourne. Heaps in Canada. Larry's in America. Another founder, Jordan's in Canada. We've got a dev in Europe and our artist is based in uh, in Stockholm as well. So we're kind of all over the place, which um, wow. we actually like because then we can have someone online in the Discord speaking to people all the time. It works well for us. Yeah, yeah. it's 24-7. And also our dev, Steve. Shout out to Steve. He's a legend. And he would, when well, Dave, Larry and I were all roommates in Melbourne, um, he would come to our place to kind of to work. This Our place would kind of be like his office because he was doing some um stuff with me with poker and stuff so he would come over and like you know we all became friends so shout out to steve as well he was kind of like it was kind of like 3.5 roommates right because he'd come over every day (laughs) so so you guys were all friends now how how did you yeah so this is the coolest part about your story and by the way like just for context this this project it's funny because i started hearing about you guys before i even started to speak to you guys from people like jarhead and just other people in the community that were like, hey, there's, you know, they, they got a cool thing going on over there at, uh, you know, Ada Arvey. And it's, it was, it was something that I didn't know that you were a professional poker player. So I feel like there's more depth, but um, how did you guys like, why, like, why, why create an NFT project, you know? Yeah. Did you want to take this, Stanley? Yeah, well, it's, it might be different reasons for us, but the main reason we wanted to is uh, kind of early days when we were getting into NFTs, we were in projects and I personally was like pretty frustrated. I thought a lot of these projects could be doing more to, to push the cause and, and do better for the community. So that was, I think the main reason we wanted to start it was because we saw so much room for improvement in the projects we're in. I don't want to name names, obviously. Mm. Um, but yeah, for me, it was just frustrating seeing the potential that so many of these projects had, but then weren't. Fully... Was this all, sorry, was this all in Cardano CNFT community or did you yeah. guys start other places with, NFTs. Uh, I don't know. I think Tony or Heaps has um, dabbled in Solana, but yeah, I've solely mm. just been CNFTs. Mm. Yeah, we we all started in in the CNFTs though, and this, these experiences were from from I mean from cut from um, Solana and Cardano. Yeah, uh, for sure. Is, you yeah. know, I I think that there's a, there's there could be more quality in the space too. You know, it doesn't matter what blockchain <laughs> we're talking about, but um, that's interesting. So so why Cardano? I guess. Why, why Cardano? Why build a community on Cardano? Why CNFTs too? 
Yeah. Do you want to take that sure. on? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So for me, I truly believe in decentralized cryptocurrencies. That's why I, like, I don't, I'm not actually that much of a fan of Solana for that reason. Like in terms of what they're able to build and what they're doing, it is great, but they've done it centralized. Um, and I'm really interested in decentralized aspects. So I'm much more of a fan of Ethereum. Um, uh, not that I'm trying to pick or pitch, but like Ethereum to me is much more appealing. Um, and But Cardano to me is like, it has that environmental aspect to it that really appealed to me um, because yeah. the environmental impact is so much lower. And um, it was Jordan, who's another co-founder, who was my um, kickboxing and Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach. And he's the one who got me into Cardano and CNFTs. Yeah. That's and wild, so, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he showed me a video of Charles um, speaking and I was like, okay, I like what I'm hearing here. And then I looked into it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm sold. But to me, the biggest part was the environmental aspect. And then in terms of the sort of NFTs, it's like the accessibility is there. Like, yes, I will admit that currently Ethereum projects are of a much higher caliber, but that's because the barrier to entry is so high. You need, because of the gas fees, like you're looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars to launch your project just in the gas fees. So naturally you're getting projects that have larger budgets getting in. But that's pros and cons because to me, the pro of um, Cardano is that you don't have that barrier to entry and you can have artists basically get in from the ground and build up. And then also Cardano, I feel like is sort of that room to grow is much bigger, right? We're only just seeing dApps and things like that. Smart contracts came out months ago, dude, only months ago. Like we are going, well, I can't say we are not financial advice, but I think we'll see some huge growth. So um, all of those factors, environmental reasons, the vision of Charles and the, um, the time. Room. Yeah, I agree with the time because that's why I kind of transitioned to Cardano content um, as well. Like we are in a cool spot here because it's kind of like early Ethereum in a way because we haven't really had that full spotlight on yet. So it's just so early. And that's I, I feel like the pressure is building up. But um, it's interesting. So now, why don't we get to Ada Army a bit right now? So Ada Army, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, okay, these guys must be like, you know, previous military guys or, or something of that nature. But then there's also that, you know, uh, SHIB Army and just general crypto, like, you know, they call like some movement or some kind of coin. There's an army behind it because it's like the audience. So once I, I, I figured that that was the other, there was like two avenues that that could translate to it and sounded like it was more of the latter so like what is what is ada army what are you guys trying to do and what's your long-term vision as well great question just, you want to jump into it stanley yeah well i'll just, yeah answer partly first thing we wanted to do was ha have a war on gas fees really uh, <laughs> um, another reason we love <laughs> um, yeah. that was kind of the whole idea behind it was a a war against gas fees. We've actually got a war coming up in a few months that uh, everyone, well, all soldiers will be able to participate in. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the, the idea behind the project. If you want to elaborate a bit more on that heaps. Yeah. Like, yeah. what do you mean by uh, the, the, the soldiers will be able to participate in this war? That sounds kind of interesting. <laughs> right. So before we get too much into that, which well, I don't think we can say too, too much now, but okay. it is, it is a sort of um, a, um, uh, a representation of an army in the sense that you described in in terms of like we're a common group of people who share a common goal and that is Cardano, right and decentralized 
um, cryptocurrency. And it's more that side of things. So the military aspect, the army aspect is actually just a personification of that. So we're not actually like, none of us have military background. So it's something that we do want to make clear is that, mm. um, you know, we do get people who are sort of have a military background that have come in and share their stories and things. But the project itself is a personification of the Cardano community rallying together and getting behind things. And to me, in terms of the long-term goal, that's how I want to see it. I want to be like, if you love Cardano and NFTs, like you got to hold an ADA army. Like that's, this is a core, you know, this is like, a, this is one of the key projects, like almost how Space Buds and Clay Nation are becoming like pretty key. Um, they're being cemented into the sort of culture. That's, that's how I would say for me, something I really want to see with ADA army. Um, but in terms of the war, I, I mean, do you want to get into that, Stanley? <laughs> uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, we're, we're not going to give too much away, but basically the war will kind of act as a burn mint where you'll be able to send your soldier off to war. And uh, d- depending how you go, that soldier will either die and then you might receive something back. And uh, we obviously can't share this all right now, but you might receive something back like a, a gravestone, something to remember your soldier by, or they could return, uh, you know, with, uh, wow. you know, a free asset or a free prisoner or something like that. They could ret- return a, a war hero with some, uh, some extra goodies for you as well. That's really cool. Cause like, I, I think a lot in the metaverse right now, just cause like I'm doing a lot of metaverse content and talking with a lot of people in that space and like people that have projects, things of that nature. And if I sent a soldier off to war, but I got a gravestone, I mean, who's to say I couldn't still put it into my metaverse like lawn and just be like, yeah, hey, I have this little graveyard here to remember my soldier. And, uh, you know, I just want to pay respects because he did, he did, he did battle in the war against yeah. Jaspers. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And on that, and on that, just, just really briefly is that speaking of long-term goals and longevity, you know, we are looking at being sort of metaverse ready. So we don't want to create a, uh, well, yeah, we, we're not going to promise to create a metaverse, nothing like that, but we are yeah. looking at being and metaverse projects ready. Projects don't have to too. Mm, yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. But we would like it so that, you know, we do have 3D versions and, and versions of our NFTs that are just yes. easily able to integrate. So that is on our radar. I will, I will mention that. I wanted to. I think that's that smart. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think a lot of projects will be kind of like, uh, prompted to do that from their communities yeah. i don't think it'll be i think it'll be easier though as time progresses and tech progresses and we have more um experience as an yeah. industry to you know make those things kind of happen so to speak um so like okay so having this rallying army long-term vision what is this commute like what is i'm just trying to figure out what are you guys doing now to kind of I guess, build your brand and the value that your communities, you're trying to create for your community in the short to midterm. And what I like about it though, is it seems like this is like a, like I call them 30 year, this is ridiculous because we don't even know what we're going to be doing next year, but it seems like it's a a longer term vision for you guys. Like you're, you're set to do this for like the rest of your lives, 50 years, 20 years, 10 years, five years. What do you, what's, what's the time horizon on, on that? I'll ask those two questions kind of. You want to take that on heaps? Yeah, sure. So in terms of the, like for me, this is my full time. This is what I do full time. And I don't have anything actually 
as a backup plan. Okay. So for me, this is currently <laughs> like, legit, right? Like what else can I tell you? I mean, for me, this is what I'm doing. So I hope that we are around for, you know, for 10 years, 30 years, whatever it is, I would love to be, you know, 30 years older, still being like, still rocking the ADA army. Um, but we do want to take things step by step. So right now we're focused on delivering on our roadmap. Um, we're big on that because that was one of the, you know, Stanley was talking about being frustrated by certain things. We wanted to make sure we deliver that and then we'll, we'll reassess. But like I said, for me, this is, this is what I do. So um, that is, that's the vision. I mean, I hope, I hope that'd be amazing if we're here 30 years to come. And um, that's an interesting point because I think a lot of the NFTs may not be around, um, but the ones that do stick around, I think are going to do very well. Tremendously well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're going to just, uh, there's like a, there's like a saying in sports, right. Or probably even professional poker and everything else in life where you beat like 75% of your competition just by staying in the game because a lot of people just drop out and that's definitely going to happen. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say just on that as well. Like we um, obviously want to hang around for for as long as we can, and and I think we will. But we also don't want to be too hesitant of looking too far in the future. Like we're focusing all our attention right now on executing the roadmap that we've got to the best of our ability. Um, and so that's where really all our focus is on at the moment. Obviously, we're sort of looking off to the future, but we don't want to be making all these, you know crazy grand plans and promises we just yeah really want to focus yeah. on executing the roadmap that we promised um yeah to the community i think so that's that healthy fun. yeah i think it's healthy to uh to kind of like finish uh what you set out to do and in the meantime just observe right like i know you guys are doing because you're in spaces you're talking to the community you're asking great questions and uh yeah that's that's how we kind of became friends really is just like you guys showing up and being there and spitting out value for people so yeah that's that's pretty interesting okay yeah thank thanks jay crypto and then again thanks for having us on and love your spaces love your stuff a lot yeah. of value and you, you always get real good people in too and um to answer your short short to medium because i think that was the first question kind of like short to medium i don't know if you want to oh yeah to ha- what kind of value are you giving to your yeah, yeah that's kind of interesting too you want to take that one stanley or, oh yeah, yeah yeah so i guess yeah short short to medium term um, we've actually got a, a free airdrop coming up uh, the end of this month. Uh, 500 female paratroopers. Um, we actually released a teaser yesterday, so go check that out if you haven't. But um, yeah, so we've got to the a, top a, of our Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so we've got a collection of 2,000 soldiers at the moment to be eligible to get the free airdrop. All you have to do is is own a soldier. Um, so yeah, we'll be gifting those away um, to 88 army holders. So it's going to be super fun. Uh, we've got another uh, a Black Ops mint coming up. Um, so, yeah, we're just trying to keep, really keep things as fun as and as exciting as we can. Um, another thing we do every day, we do a daily raid on Twitter. So, we'll um, we'll target someone that we want to join the army or someone kind of big in the crypto Is space. That, did I, was I a target? Is that how that yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, were. <laughs> that's smart, man. I didn't realize because I just woke up one day and I saw all these tweets and I was like, what's going on <laughs> and all these people are like jay crypto we'd love to you know have you join the bunker or something like that and i was like all right and, and then the, someone was like and i was like uh someone was like get get these guys on the channel and i was like sure let's do it you know sweet i love got that. like 60 love tweets that. and i know yeah. these guys too because you're in the space you did it the right way 
Yeah, it's super yeah. fun. So yeah, we'll create. We'll um, we've got a lot of meme lords in our barracks, so we'll create yeah. like a um, a personalized meme. Like I think yeah, we created a personalized meme for you. Um, we'll send it out. <laughs> Everybody will jump on board. Tweet it. Um, and it's been yeah, super fun. We've had a really good hit rate. We get heaps of new people coming into the Discord. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just a good time, really. Yeah, and that happened organically. Hey, like it wasn't something like I'll admit that we do have like a lot of things were intentional and planned. That's just something that kind of just evolved out of the community. And um, yeah, like wow. we see it a lot now, all these Twitter raids uh, in every Discord now, not every Discord, we see that now, but I think we were one of the first to do it. So shout out to the to the ADA Army community because that kind of evolved out of the community, I think. And that's, you know, for in terms of our short to medium promotion, marketing, all of that, that's really what we focus on. Like just the, just building our community. Like when we were launching, we did do like one or two paid ads and they just weren't effective. They just, we didn't like, we've made mistakes. And I, if anything, I think that's a mistake that we, not that we went crazy with it. Um, and it wasn't the DM for promotion stuff, by the way. And um, I'll say too, just like for the audience, I'm not yeah. sponsored by these guys. I don't own any ADR armies yet, but I think after this interview, I'm going to have to get one, man. Because like, uh, you know, I feel like I'm forced. I don't even know what the floor <laughs> price is. We'll have to check it out. But um, it's on the rise, but I think you can still get in without earning <laughs> too much. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's that's just like a good for anybody too, because I got a lot of people that are thinking about starting projects and stuff like that's you guys did it the right way because I don't think you would be here on you know at least my channel without not saying that I'm dude I don't know anything like about a big shop but I just mean like you it just like without doing a sponsorship you wouldn't be here right now unless you really did it organically because I try to bring people on that I'm just friends with now so that's wow. kind of like how it all came about I think uh, I respect that too. I think one of the things about doing it organically we found as well, like when we do all the paid ads, like you'll get people trickling in and you'll get numbers and that kind of thing. But when it's organic and we're doing fun things like these Twitter ads, the people that are joining are like a, a really high quality people joining. They're actually coming and engaging and having a good time. Whereas quite often if you do the paid ad, people will just kind of join and have a look around. They might stay, they might leave. Well, think when, of, yeah, if we get the fun, Ada Army to grow... Maybe we target a guy like Charles Hoskinson one day, you know, like who's, who's to say that if, if it's not such a big community, I mean, now I'm just thinking as a potential ADRB holder too. Yeah, right? I love it. Like, I love it. 100%. It's like you could go a little bigger that you get, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. That's actually what happened. And like, you know, you're one of the bigger, yeah, that's why we're on here. We, we had to target you, but we were too small before, right? We had to grow a bit. So we, yeah, we get up there. And I didn't, I didn't know you guys too. So like what I, what I saw you at spaces and you were adding so much value. I felt like for like, just asking great questions too. Sometimes it's not even having to, to know everything, but just in, asking engaging questions. And also you did say some value of stuff that you guys know from experience. That's the right way to do it. Um, yeah, absolutely. So it's really cool. So I wanted to ask some fun questions, though, for the audience, just because I like to talk to project owners about the broader markets, too. So what are your opinions on the CNFT market? Where do you think it's going over the next like six months, three months? Just kind of a friendly chat, just just inside look on what you guys see as the, the future of this kind of tech, because you're obviously believers in it. So just kind of interesting to ask. Yeah, so obviously just my opinion and people are you know, free to disagree with it if they want. Um, 
But yeah, what I've kind of noticed when I first got in, it was just like every project was selling out, everything was popping off. And then over the last few months, I think, I think it's definitely taken a bit of a lull and people have kind of been a bit more hesitant on where they're going to spend their ADA and that kind of thing. So obviously I went through a bit of a low period, but I think people are starting now to see the value like in, in a lot of good projects and are starting to kind of, you know, put that ADA and spend their ADA back into it. So I'm pretty bullish on the whole market as a whole over the next few months. Um, I've noticed even the last like week, it looks like things are really picking up, which I think is a good sign for the market. But um, yeah, overall, I think I'm very bullish, um, quite obviously a little bit biased, um, you know, because I love CNFT so much. But yeah, in my eyes, I, I can't really see, you know, see it not being successful over the long term. That doesn't mean that every project that's here today is going to do well. But I think, yeah, it's definitely up for me. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I'm not, I don't really consider myself a savvy investor or anything like that. I tend to just try to listen to smarter people. You just gamble. You're, you're, you're I just gamble. Yeah. Yeah. But one, one concept I'm into is Metcalf's law and which is this idea of like, you, you probably know even much more than I do, but what I'm seeing is if I were to sort of um, get that little bit abstractly applied to what we're looking at is we're seeing more marketplaces come up. Like we've got Genesis House, JPEG Store. Um, uh, Shikun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's... Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm hearing there's like another one coming up called... Um, oh, what's it called? Apparently it's really good. Artifact. Artifact, I think it is. Oh, oh, Artifact. Yeah, they, that, are. they are. Yeah. That was their original, I think, value proposition. And then they also built the Metaverse moon of like 100 meters or something crazy like that. Right. Of each... You know, I own some artifact, just full disclosure. Guys. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, what this says is, is sort of like, I could view those as nodes in a way. To me, the, the nodes are increasing and the wallet count is increasing. Like all of this stuff to me is bullish signs. So not financial advice, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we're in for a pretty fun ride. Yeah. I have a theory I'll throw. I, I would like to hear what you guys think. So there's this, like, there's this future that, I have a theory that could happen. I don't know, you know, but we'll see. And it's, it's about a crash in, in the CNFT or just NFT space of, you know, there's a lot of people that are flipping projects. There's a lot of communities that aren't quite doing like looking at their project, like how you guys might be, which is a more longer term kind of deal. And something that you're, you know, quitting your jobs for, right? So, like, I think that there's going to be a crash with a lot of these projects um, that ha- maybe started but aren't, you know, are kind of ghosting slowly and slowly more and more. However, I think in the in the like current day, the projects that are building community and showing up, they're going to actually gain from after that crash, because I think people will be more careful to Stanley's point about where they're putting their ADA. And there, I think there's going to be this big realization that if you're not investing in a project that's actually planning to work on it for a long time, your investment is at constant vulnerable risk. Because if the team dips out, or if the team's not solidly there trying to like, you know, do something with it, then like in the project is not like trying to actually, you know, make something long-term. I, I just think, again, the investors' investments are at risk. 
so to speak. So what do you guys think? Do you think that that could come to fruition? That whole kind of theory? Yeah, I think so. I think people, people almost invest in the community almost more than they invest in the art these days as well. So pretty much our, we obviously want to have great art and we've got a, we've got a sick artist in Dank Doodles um, working in-house for us. But we, yeah, we want to put as much time and effort into the community so that, yeah, if, if markets are dipping, if NFT prices are going down, that, that we still want people to come back to the community because it's a really great, fun place to be. Um, you can talk about anything. You can talk about other NFT projects. So that's kind of really... And I think you'll the- gain from this, like, kind of too, because if there's a lot of people right now just investing for the short-term flip, but once that's gone and eliminated from, like, a market crash almost... I feel like those people will have been indoctrinated with an interest in NFTs at least, and they might still want to invest in NFTs, but just in a more sustainable way by like taking a look and seeing, okay, now that that's all happened and a bunch of projects just got eliminated, so to speak, we should probably start looking at the projects that are serious about doing something long-term. It's something I think about a lot. So I don't know. What do you think, Crypto Heaps? Yeah, I think I compl- I actually re- completely agree with you. And I think there's some parallels between kind of like this dot-com boom and then what we're seeing and what happened. Well, what, what to my understanding, what happened in a dot-com boom is any dot-com was just booming to the moon. And so it's kind of like any, especially uh, like a couple months ago, any NFT that came out just sold, sold, sold. But then you saw like this crashing of like all, all of the, like a lot of them, but then the ones that made it are huge. Um, but you've added in that extra, yeah, you've added in that extra little um, uh, uh, angle to this, which I agree with, where it's like, it's I think nuance, a lot yeah. of those people are going to consolidate into the, the few that are, that do remain, and it's just going to shoot them up so, even higher. So, so even it. if you're not like super huge right now as a project, but you, you, you really think that you're doing all the right things and you're trying and you actually believe in your ability to give value to your community. It's, I think it's only a matter of time. So like, that's another perspective that I just think should be, you know, out there a little bit for the projects yeah. that are kind of holding out and try to give as much value as possible. Yeah. And I think what's interesting about ADA Army is our listing rate. We have under 10% of our NFTs listed. So that's like, as a buyer coming in, we've got so many dope ones, but unfortunately your pickings are quite slim. But I think that just goes to show that how strong our community is and how much people believe in our project and how little sort of activity we had from that side of the market. Like you see lower volume in our market. And that's because we haven't attracted people coming in for a short-term flip. We've mm. come in with people who are interested in the project and interested in seeing it out. So um, I think we're, we are one of the ones that are poised to, to hopefully, well, I hope that things don't crash, but I think we'll see some benefits um, for mm. us selfishly if that did happen. Heck yeah. So with, uh, just because I like to dig into business, feel free to tell me like if you don't want to say any of this, but with your revenue like streams and models to support maybe the long-term growth of it, do you, do you, are you guys like, like, were you good from like the first mint to kind of go and do what you're doing now? Are you going to um, be looking to add any potential revenue streams in the future just for like the business side, because I always like to hear that. Or are you guys are like good to self-fund it? I don't, I don't know your situations because that kind of feeds into 
sometimes it's important to have that kind of transparency too, because it kind of like, if you, if you guys are making um, revenue streams, it's, it's, it's actually a good thing in my opinion, because it lets you actually reinvest into the project too. Definitely. And yeah, I guess that's what we've kind of been doing. Like we use the, um, the first mint to obviously like fund a lot of the airdrops and that kind of thing. Like we actually on Christmas, we, we um, did 2000 airdrops, which obviously like, you know, isn't a cheap thing to do. Um, using more money to, you know, to give to our artists so he can buy, you know, better computers so he can do more advanced art uh, and that kind of thing. Is a teaser in itself. We got some more, we got, you know, we got more advanced art. (laughs) Yeah, he's in a bit of a tricky position where he's like a um, full-time artist and animator, um, but uh, I I can't dox him too much, but he's not in a position where he's able to use the computers that he uses for that to be able to use on this. So then we're obviously having to like spend a bit of money for that, but um, yeah, at this stage, we're just looking at yeah ways that we can use that use the aid that the that the first mint made to be able to put it back and you know improve things moving forward. Yeah, and, and we do have royalties. So our royalties are very interesting. They're three percent, um, but That's half cool. of yeah. that goes to the original minters, which is tied to the asset ID. So we're the first um, CNFT oh, wow. project to do this. So when you go to mint, and this includes our upcoming mint. And this includes our paratrooper airdrop, by the way. So if you oh, get wow. airdropped the paratrooper. All right, guys. I'm going to be bye-bye computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that paratrooper is tied to the wallet that receives it. Or in our future mints, if you mint something, again, that exact asset ID. So we're not talking about distributing to all holders. We're just talking the wallet address tied to the asset address, right? Um, so you'll get 1.5% of royalties. And then 1.5% is going to the team, which I always like to see because that's yeah. one way to keep your oxygen exactly yeah like if i'm buying a pro into a project i want to see that and why what were we just talking about we're talking about projects that stick around for the long term unless they're a billionaire that just is starting it to really give back like joe rogan trying to do something he probably doesn't need the money if he can just really just give it like give back yeah you know and yeah exactly so it's always a good thing and the other thing i will mention is like we're a team of six and we're all in-house so we don't necessarily like within reason, we're not necessarily paying like um, wages out. Right. So our sort of success is based on our merits and our work. Um, but we're, we, it's not like we're going to be like, oh, well, we had this thing planned on our roadmap, but we ran out of funds. That doesn't really happen. Right. It's just time that we're putting in. Yeah. No, that makes total sense, guys. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure if you had any other last final words for the audience here if you wanted to tease anything else or just mention anything else but uh i'll give you the floor if you need to and then i have a final final question all right i will say this there is something happening it's probably going to be next week it's a collab it's something cool it's a different art medium we've teased it in little bits but that's all i'm going to say so keep an eye out cool Okay. And then final question. So if you guys were to die today, what would you like the space to remember you for? So each person, you know, like this, you've already talked to your kids. You've already talked to your family. If you're going to die today, this is going to live on. This is going to live on. This is going to be on my YouTube channel. As long as I don't get banned from YouTube for some reason, it's going to be out there. So people will be able to remember you by something just in case. Hopefully you don't die though. Like, please don't. You know, I'll jump in first real quick, Stanley, and I'll let you go. I want my my tombstone remembered in the metaverse forever, like <laughs> you were talking about. 
that's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. I really don't know. Um, I used to get I used to get props from everyone in the community for uh, for having a dude. When he just said this, it's said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Stanley. Do you guys know what he just said? He just said something that sparked something crazy. We might build graveyards in the metaverse for like family, like like a general yeah. graveyard. Yeah, that's that's insane. I'm so sorry. Like uh, the, the wallet uh, ID is like. I was soul. just like, holy crap! What he just said wasn't. It doesn't have to be in someone's yard. You could build a whole plot and and literally make it like a graveyard to remember loved ones and stuff. Yeah, or, or just rugged projects like that can be. You know. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. <laughs> that too. can be in the graveyard too. <laughs> but um, anyways, sorry, Stanley, to cut you off, man. I'm gonna pull up after that. Well. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, I, yeah, I was gonna say I used to be the only guy in the group with a mustache. Everyone talked about that. But now heaps has gone and trumped me. He can grow facial hair. Three months in the making <laughs> to try. And... Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. To grow one of those, man, it would take me about three years. So I mean, that's that's awesome. But... <laughs> this, took, this, took about, this took me about six months, and heaps has gone and done that in about a week. I <laughs> Uh, no way. I think your your mustache will be remembered forever, Stanley. Don't worry. Okay, so the mustache and then some metaverse tombstones. Those are some of the most unique answers I've ever gotten for that question. Uh, Crypto Heat, Stanley, man. Thank you guys for coming on. This is Ada Army. This is J Crypto. J Crypto uh, audience and people joining for the first time. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. And then obviously um, Ada Army audience for the you know. Thanks for tuning in too. And uh, that's pretty much it. So that's Jay Crypto. That's Stanley. That's Crypto Heaps. And we are out. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us.